When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And there's a little bit of salt into the wounds. Gives her a fully and Wolvart jumps on it. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Cricket Unfiltered. It's the next installment of my special WBBL series, and I've got a cork of this one. I'm joined by Adelaide Strikers top-order batter, Laura Wolvart. Laura won the WBBL with the Brisbane Heat back in 2019, and she also won the WBBL last year for the Strikers at North Sydney Oval. Recently, she has been appointed South Africa's captain, so we're getting her just before she embarks on this great journey of leading the South African women's cricket team. This episode of Cricket Unfiltered is brought to you by NordVPN. And it's a great time to sign up for a VPN because you can protect all your private browsing data. It won't be leaked to the internet, whatever websites you're looking at. And you can give yourself peace of mind with the VPN. Now, to get a great offer that Cricket Unfiltered listeners have, head to the link in the show notes, which is nordvpn.com forward slash Cricket Unfiltered. That's nordvpn.com forward slash Cricket Unfiltered. There's a great offer there for listeners. You can give yourself peace of mind from cybersecurity with a VPN. Well, I'm thrilled to be joined on the podcast by Adelaide Strikers player, Laura Vulvart. Laura, good morning. Welcome to the show. How are you? Good morning. I'm good. Thanks for having me. Um, So I'm asking, I'm starting off by asking every guest on this show what the WBBL means to you. Oh, for me, it's, it's such an amazing tournament. I think to be able to come over here for the last couple of years has been amazing for my cricket. I think it's such a, a high quality tournament. Yeah, and it's probably one of my favourite events on the calendar, so I, I thoroughly enjoy my time here. That's brilliant to hear. And you've been lucky enough to play in two title-winning sides, one at, for the Brisbane Heat. I think you won it at Dremoyne Oval when you were you know, just starting off in the WBBL and then last year as a senior player with the Adelaide Strikers beating the Sixers at North Sydney Oval. So actually Sydney's been a good town for you winning titles. But, I mean, tell me, what, what has it meant to win the WBBL? 
Yeah, I think it's been very special, uh, very special to be a part of both campaigns. Um, I think the one with, with Adelaide Strikers last year was just incredible. I think it's been such an amazing group to be a part of. And and this team has done so well over so many years. So to, to finally have that winning season, I think, was really special. And to, to do it alongside some really good friends of mine is, is really great, too. And, and what about uh, at Dremoyne Oval for the Brisbane Heat when you beat the you beat the Sixers twice in the finals? Um, <laughs> but but yeah. what was it like when you first ever won it? Yeah, very special. I was very very young at the time. Probably still had a lot of learning to do as a cricketer. Um, but yeah, it was a, a great campaign to be a part of as well. I think it was just such an amazing opportunity for a, for a young girl from Cape Town to be able to come over here and play in such a a high quality competition. Um, so definitely learned a lot that season. Probably didn't contribute as much as I would have liked, but yeah, it was it was really cool to be here. Yeah, what brought you to the B- WBBL originally? Well, I think when I was younger, I obviously got the call from the Heat to, to come over. When, yeah, I probably wasn't ready as a cricketer almost. I was still very young and it was just <clears throat> such an incredible opportunity to to get to come over here. And yeah, once I got a taste of it, I think it's such an amazing competition just to, to be able to come back has been really special. How old were you when, when you first came over? 18. I think it was in my last year of high school. Wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah. it, it feels like you've been playing in the WBBL for such a long time, but uh, you started when you were so young. I mean, you see that a mm. lot in the WBBL, you know, a lot of young players coming in and I guess you know, did you do you enjoy um you know now being a senior player working with the younger players coming in? Yeah, I think well, I definitely know what it's like to be one of the younger players and to to not really know sort of where you fit in almost. But yeah, I think it's just it's been amazing to be able to sort of develop throughout the tournament and to to see myself grow as a cricketer. Um, yeah, and to to learn a lot from this tournament as well, which has been I think really good for my game and my T Twenty cricket specifically. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you're putting together a distinguished international career, averaging almost you know, 50 with the bat for South Africa and 50 over cricket, over 30 in T20 cricket. I mean, it's the phenomenal numbers. I mean, how much has playing in the WBBL kind of enhanced your skills? Um, I think a lot. I think to to play world-class high-quality cricket for a full two months of every year has really obviously helped. Um, mm. I think it's it's definitely one of the toughest tournaments to play in, I think. Every team you play against is like an international side um, with an international bowling lineup. It's definitely not that easy. So yeah, and just Australian conditions as well to be able to come over here and really get to play on every single ground. I think hopefully will do me well when we tour here early next year. But yeah, it's it's not just that. Even just working with the different coaches, um, working with the different analysts, I think all of it has really helped. And, and what about obviously you you play against Australia Australia a lot, and then you share the dressing room with so many of the players now, like Megan Shoot and you know plenty, you know Beth Mooney when you're at the Heat. I mean, you know, how's that experience going from you know foe to teammate? Yeah, I guess it's um, it's always a bit strange to to play alongside someone and then have to play against them, and it's it's World Cup final or something like that. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I think it's it's wonderful. I think it's awesome to be able to to get to play alongside such great cricketers, um, to be able to sort of ask some questions, see how they go about their business. I think to get sort of an inside look at, at how they do things. And yeah, I think I've just been trying to learn a lot from from those kind of players. And are there any um, players in particular you've sort of um, been influenced by when you've been in the WBBL? I think Talia McGrath's probably been an, an amazing cricketer to get to play alongside. 
I think she she's very calm as a captain and I've been trying to sort of take notes with that now that I'm captaining South Africa. Um, I think she's also number one ranked batter in the world in T20 format. So I like to just watch her go about her business, see how she does things, um, see how she manages everyone, how she is around the group. So she's been, yeah, very good to be able to to play alongside her and, and observe how she does things. Fantastic. And I guess sort of stepping back, how, as an overseas player, how have you seen the de- sort of the progressing development of the WBBL? Because as a spec, you know, going to a lot of the games, I just see that almost every season the standard is getting better and better and better. I think that's probably the main thing that's that's getting better. I think just the standard. Every year I come back, I think I'm a better cricketer, but it seems that the, the cricket is getting harder as well. Yeah, I think the standard of cricket is probably what, what makes it the best comp in the world. How do you enjoy the pressure of being an overseas player where you kind of ex- expected to perform? Um, I don't always enjoy it. <laughs> it's not always sort of easy. I think especially coming over here where every bowler is very skillful and every bowler sort of knows everything about me and knows where to bowl to me and, and plans and everything. And, and they really do plan really well over here. So yeah, it's it's difficult at times, I think. But at the same time, it's such a sort of an honour to be able to to be picked to come over here. And yeah. It's. I really enjoy my my time here, so hopefully I get to score a few more runs. I get to come back. Yeah, that extra pressure must really help with the international game because you know dealing with that expectation of of you know having one of those few spots of an overseas player that must have really enhanced your your batting at international level. Yeah, it's literally like international games every game. So <laughs> the pressure. Yeah, I guess it's a good thing. It'll yeah. help my international game. And. The, the strikers are having a great season this year. You're headed for the finals. Um, you know, what's the feeling um, inside the group? Yeah, I think very, very exciting to be in the top four. Our goal definitely is to try and finish one uh, one or two. I think to, to have a home final and to go directly to the final would be amazing. I think that's sort of our, our goal within the next couple of games, uh, to win more now so that we have to win less a bit later. But yeah, the, the vibe just seems very relaxed. It just feels like everyone knows their role, knows what they need to do. I don't think I've seen us panic once. Um, everyone just seems really calm, just going about their business. And who are some of the characters in the group that sort of keep you up and about? I'd probably say Katie Mack. Yep. Um, she's very energetic. Uh, she's staying at the, the apartments where I am as well. So it's been cool to, to see her a lot and to get to spend a lot of time with her. I think she's a really cool person, really fun to be around and just really keeps the group entertained most days. Excellent, and we're heading into um, you know, the conclusion of the 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 regular season, then into the finals. But you know, to end it, they're playing this historic stadium series for the WBBL, so standalone fixtures. So I think you you're playing in a couple. You're playing at the Adelaide Oval, then you're coming to Sydney to play at the SCG. Um, how are you? How excited are you about those opportunities? So excited! I think Adelaide Oval is beautiful. So to be able to play there is going to be very special. Um, we've played there a few times before, but I think it's just, it's a really special ground. And with all the history they have there, I think it's going to be awesome. And then obviously the SCG as well. Last time we played there, we lost the semi-final of the World Cup, which was a bit sad, but very excited to be going back there and just to to take it all in. I think it's, yeah, obviously a lot of history around the ground and a really cool place to play as a cricketer. You're not the first South African team to lose the World Cup semi-final at the SCG, so <laughs> um, and, and both times at the hand of of rain. So I'm hoping uh, for this strikers game, you get a bit better weather, but it, it won't be sudden death. So you can just relax and enjoy it. Um, yeah, <laughs> enjoy the the old stands. 
Now, there's been a bit of talk this season that they might have to look to shorten the WBBL because of the expanding international calendar for women's cricket. And, you know, as a, mm. a captain of South Africa, where do you sort of see the, the, the ideal length of the WBBL in terms of games per team? Um, I'm sort of on the fence about it. I do think that the reason why Australia is so good is partly because they are able to play so many games uh, at such a high quality. Um I think if they if they shorten it, they would maybe have to bring in a different sort of competition for domestic players, uh, kind of like what England have with the hundred, and then they have the Charlotte Edwards Cup and the other tournament, the Rachel. With Hayho Flint. Yes, just to to get all of the the games in. I personally really enjoy the Big Bash. I want to be over here for as long as I can. I just yeah, I really enjoy Australia. Really enjoy playing here, so I don't mind the length. But with the calendar as busy as it is, maybe. 10 games, something like that would be ideal. Um, but I, yeah, I guess that there's a lot of details to sort of sort out with making sure you get enough cricket in for domestic players as well. Yeah. I, the, the men's has gone down to 10 games per team now. And I think, I mean, I heard Lisa Stalaker saying this, that it's, it's I guess, to safeguard against the future that if, if the WBBL does stay at 14 games, it, it could be a bit like the men's big bash where some other competitions that, a shorter can attract players, but that's great to hear that you mm. love coming here. Yeah. So uh, I, I'm, I'm sitting on the fence with it. I'm not quite sure. I think women's cricket yeah. is very different to men's cricket in the calendar and the more cricket, the better for a lot of players. Yeah, I think I agree. I can, I can see both sides of the argument, but I'll definitely keep coming <laughs> no matter if it's 14 or, or 10. <laughs> Fantastic. I've just got a few more questions for you before we wrap this up, but um, congratulations on being appointed the captain of um, South Africa, the South African team. I mean, how, how is the health of South African women's cricket? You know, what are some of the challenges for you at the moment? Yeah, it's very exciting to to be appointed. I think it'll be a very exciting next few years. Um, I think, obviously, we're still quite a bit behind where Australia are women's cricket-wise. We do have some exciting new domestic contracts that have just come through um, as of a few months ago. So that should be exciting to hopefully help grow the the provincial cricket and the, the domestic game. Um, now that we have a lot more players who are able to do it full time, it obviously it'll obviously still take a while for that to, to grow and to develop properly, but it's a great start. I think, yeah, I think that the challenge will just be that we've had a lot of kind of senior players retire in the last year. I think we've had about six players, Mignon Dupria, um, Balay Fanika, Mazal Lee, I think, yeah, just uh, Shiva Mishmal, Trisha Chetty. It's been a lot of big losses in a in a very short space of time. So I think the challenge as a new captain will just sort of be to to grow with the group we have at the moment, and and hopefully players like Marizan Cup will be able to to help guide me to and yeah help guide the new people in the side. Yeah, I was sort of doing a bit of a research, and it seems like you've always kind of embraced leadership positions growing up. And you know, are you excited by the challenge of sort of leading this rebuild? Yeah, very excited. It's yeah. I, I think I still have a lot to learn in the role. I think the last time I sort of was in a leadership position was more school school and under-19 cricket, South Africa under-19 sort of stuff. So, yeah, definitely excited for the challenge. I think I'll, I'll be reading a few books, <laughs> see what I can learn. But I think the most important thing would just to sort of do it in my own way. I think I'm not the most, I'm not the loudest or most outgoing person, but just to sort of stay calm. Yeah, and hopefully that, that works as well. Definitely. I'm sure one of the highlights of your career so far was playing in a home T20 World Cup and your team broke this long South African hoodoo of not being able to get to a World Cup final. 
So congratulations on, on getting to a World Cup final earlier this year and playing at Newlands against Australia. Are you top? I mean, you top scored for South Africa, making sixty-one. I know it was you know, probably disappointing to lose, but that must have been such an experience playing at home in a World Cup final. Yeah, it was very special. Just because Cape Town is my home city as well, and Newlands is my home ground. So, oh wow! Yeah, had all my family in the stands, all of my friends. It was yeah. It was like the perfect day, except that we didn't win. <laughs> but everything else was perfect. And, and you know, they talk about sort of DNA that sort of passed down, you know, quickening generations. I mean, d- did you feel that kind of, you know, pressure when you get to a World Cup semi-final that, you know, South Africa has never done it before? And, you know, do you feel that sort of hoodoo that the men's team feel sometimes? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think we're completely separate to that. I think we were sort of underdogs going into that tournament. We lost our first game against Sri Lanka, which was not ideal. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think we definitely were underdogs and just had to play some good cricket. I don't think, yeah, none of that uh, stuff. Really fantastic. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast, or it's been great to talk to you. Best of luck for the rest of the WBBL. Um, thank you. Uh, I hope it goes well, and, um, yeah, great to meet you. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. This is a Piccolo Podcast production. Sports Social Podcast Network.